my cue to say good morning to all of you wonderful, wonderful peoples out there. Uh, hey, are, are you staying above water, Priscilla, down there in where you live? I don't know if it's raining down there, but it has rained cats and dogs here. If it were snow, oh, we'd be buried in snow. It would be beautiful, uh, but I don't have to shovel rain. That's the benefit of the rain, uh, right, Steve? We don't have to shovel the rain, but I, I would, I think I would rather take, uh, probably rather take the snow, maybe prettier. This time of year is Christmas, you know, and you'd be able to say it's being look, beginning to look a lot like Christmas, although we do still have a, a, uh, a few weeks to go until we get to Christmas anyway, so. What is it? Two two full weeks, actually. So maybe we will get some snow 
by then. Well, we have missed days three and four, and today is day five of Hanukkah. And uh, so I thought it might make sense for me to take us into some of the the thoughts that would have been um, given on those few nights for uh, day three and day four. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to go back and, and I will do that uh, and, and help us to think uh, about that. Priscilla said they had a snowflake down there, but it melted when it hit the ground. You probably don't very often have a snowy ground down there, I would assume. Uh, anyway, so, um, hey, the Maccabees. Maccabees, as we know, uh, they were facing overwhelming odds. Now, Maccabees isn't like a last name. <clears throat> Maccabees means hammer, and uh, they, the father... Uh, Mattathias, Matthew, had uh, in a moment taken a sword and killed one of the Greek soldiers, and that began the Maccabean Revolt, uh, where the Jewish people were uh, now going to stand up to, under the leadership of, at least under the faith, and... uh, the determination of Mattathihu and his five sons, among whom the leader was Judah, Judah Maccabee, and uh, they would stand up against the Greek army and would win. God would give them favor. They could not bear the weight of the defiled temple. They weren't going to bow the knee to idols. Uh, and the, the violent persecution of the empire ruling them was enough. Being told, you must bow down to these little statues on this little cart here. No. Uh, it was time for their freedom, and God gave them victory over their oppressors. Galatians tells us that when the time was right, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to free those under the law so we might receive adoption as sons. Even as Judah Maccabee was sent, Judah Hammer was sent to bring deliverance, Jesus was brought so that we would experience deliver deliverance and would no longer be slaves under an oppressive rule. Not only not, not be slaves, but that we also would become sons and heirs of God through what Jesus did for us. Yeshua laid down his life for us. He hung upon the tree for us. He won the victory over sin and death for us. With his death and resurrection, he brought our freedom, and he gave us new life. So on the third night of Hanukkah, we would be recognizing Yeshua's triumph on our behalf, uh, and thanking him for his love and grace and how faithful he was to us. And if you remember the prayers, uh, and I, I, I may say these now and again at the end of the broadcast, blessed are you, Lord our God, a king of the universe, who has sanctified us with your commandments and has given us Yeshua the Messiah, the light of the world. 
Blessed are you, Lord our God, a king of the universe, who has performed miracles for our ancestors in those days at this time. And now, if you're not Jewish, they weren't your ancestors. However, they could be considered as precursors uh, to our faith, and in that sense, uh, a father of faith to us in that sense. And again, you would take the servant candle, the shamash candle, uh, and... Uh, Again, beginning right toward the left, uh, furthest to the outside, you begin lighting the candles, uh, and those candles, day one, day two, day three, and then today, day four, uh, not today, day four, uh, Sunday, day four, and then Monday, today, this evening, day five, and some of the scripture readings that would have gone along with uh, with our readings let me put them up there for you so that you can see them. First Corinthians chapter 5, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 15, verse 57. This would have been one of the reading verses, that passages that you would have had uh, on... Saturday night, you have to think through the nights here, and here it is. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, you can, you can back up to verse 54, when our dying bodies have been transformed in, into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For the sting that results, uh, for sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what we're thinking about. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong, be immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is useless or in vain. That That would have been... Uh, one of the passages that would have been read. Uh, also from Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Romans eight thirty-seven. Let me take us over there. Another fantastic passage you could read. Uh, even, even more of this passage. Uh... I'll begin in verse 31, and I'm looking at this today in the New Living Translation. It says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. He is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, despite 
trouble, despite calamity, despite persecution, despite hunger, hunger, despite being destitute, despite danger, despite being threatened with death, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, and indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Nothing at all will be able to separate us. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that just absolutely incredible to think about as a reality? Hmm. Such wonderful, wonderful truths for us to, to contemplate and to consider. These evenings all have uh, various readings and, and prayers like this prayer victorious lord thank you for all the for all that yeshua's sacrifice won thank you that you are for us you daily give us strength to overcome challenges on the road to loving and serving you more fully thank you for your love and power in our lives the fourth night you would have the uh, this consideration uh, the temple menorah was to burn continuously with God's provision, it did. We know they had enough oil for one night, and God gave them enough oil for eight nights until more fresh oil could be brought in. Uh, amazing how God can provide, how God can stretch things out. Yes, Jesus, Yeshua, is the light of the world. And he said, now we are too as his followers. When he sent his Holy Spirit to live within believers, we became the temples of God. First Corinthians chapter six, uh, chapter six, verse nineteen and twenty. And Yeshua's light lives in and shines through us to draw others to Himself. On this fourth night of Hanukkah, we consider what it means to reflect the light of the world and to thank God for His Spirit and life in us. The fourth day of Hanukkah. We'd light the Hanukkah, repeat the blessings that we've already looked at, um, light the candle, and and then there would be even more scripture readings that we would consider, like this one in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Let me take us over there. Here you go. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. You must honor God with your body. So you have that passage to consider. Uh, And just to think about that, that we are now the temple today. It is us who are the temple today. Um. Other verses, other uh, would be Matthew chapter five, verse sixteen, and here it is, chapter five, 
verse 16. Let me get you into that so you can read it. In fact, I'll begin in verse 13. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it loses its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Father in heaven. We are lights. Lights for all to see. We are to shine the light. Christ within us is the light. Verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. Christian, that is us. May people see the light of Christ in us. May people see, in fact, it speaks of salt in this passage. May they, may our lives give them the flavor, the taste of Christ. May our lives bring the aroma of Christ, may we be the light for others to see. And then over in Philippians, chapter 3, I believe it is. Um, there we go. Let me make sure. No, maybe it's chapter two. Uh, failed to write down the verse, uh, the chapter here. Yeah, chapter two. Here it is. Philippians chapter 2, put this up for you. Verse 14, do everything about complaining and arguing. That's not too easy, is it? I don't like the fact that it's so hard to not complain. Oh, that was a complaint. Uh, it says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in the world, that in a world that's full of crooked and perverse people. We are to shine like bright lights may we be those who give other people the, the the view of christ that people would experience christ in us the taste of christ in us that that would be our goal to be lights in the world so that's reading day four let's cover day five reading day five Let me pull that up. I have to look at my notes. Now, here would have been, been a prayer that you would have prayed on the fourth night, which would have been last night, Light of the World. Thank you for loving us and placing your light within us through your Holy Spirit. May we shine your radiance so that all may see and be drawn to you. Help us to reflect your glory, not anything of our own. Let us not hide your light under the covering of our talents and abilities. Use us 
to highlight yourself for your glory so others may gain eternal life. And then lastly, tonight, when the Jewish people won their freedom from oppression of Antiochus Epiphanes, Antiochus, Antiochus, uh, God manifest, he called himself. They were eager, eager to set things right. They didn't have enough oil to sustain the temple for the eight days. So God stepped in with his divine power and provided for them. He received their not enough offered in faith and he made it enough. And friends, same way with us. We can offer our little and he can, he can make it adequate for the situation. Though we can never be enough on our own as we place our faith in G and in Yeshua's sacrifice on our behalf, God declares us righteous. He redeemed us and has given us eternal life. But in our own strength, we remain inadequate, not clean or able enough, and sometimes not even willing enough. But when we humbly and sincerely dedicate our short supply to God, he takes it and works miracles with it. He uses it. He ministers to others and glorifies himself through us. So on the fifth night of Hanukkah, we give thanks to God who so generously multiplies our small offerings to accomplish his will in and through us. And again, the prayers that we would say. But before I go to the prayers, let's just talk about, I mean, this reminds me of the fish and the loaves. And uh, to me, the fish and the loaves is, is such a significant, uh, significant thing. Uh, I have the little uh, mosaic pottery uh, like plates and some things here in my house to remind me to trust God. God is the one who provides, and that's where our faith should be. Our faith should be in him as our provider, as our king. Uh, that's where our faith should be, looking to him, trusting in him to take a few small fish and a few little uh, loaves of bread and make something wonderful and great out of them. He can take our little and make it much. And so we offer him the little of our lives so he can make much of our lives. Scripture readings for this day would be from John chapter 6. And it will take us there, John chapter 6, and 9, 11, and 13 are the verses. So, let's look here. And again, referencing what I was just talking about, here it is. Uh, there's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good... Is that with this huge crowd? Now, remember, there were, and it tells us in verse 10, tell everyone to sit down. Jesus said, so they sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Somebody was keeping count. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, distributed them to the people. Afterwards, did the same with the fish. They all ate as much as they wanted. It wasn't that they had one little taste. They ate as much as they wanted. Everyone was full, says Jesus told the disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people 
when the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. What can God do with a little? Friend, maybe today you feel like whatever you have is a little. Just give your little bit of faith to God, and he will he'll give you more faith. Uh, maybe it has to do with offerings or giving to support somebody or whatever it might be. Uh, learn to be a generous person, that God is a supplier. I really believe God blesses uh, generosity. And that generosity can be with a server in a restaurant as well as in the local church where uh, you attend and you give faithfully for the ministry uh, of your church in, in support of your ministry in your local church. Great passage. Second Corinthians chapter 12 uh, is the next passage that I will take you to. Uh, and it talks about the sufficiency of God's grace. Verse 9, Paul is going through a struggle. Can't overcome the struggle. He keeps asking the Lord to, to deliver from the struggle. The Lord says no. Finally, this is what the Lord says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am, now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ might work through me. Now, he isn't saying to make himself weak, but what he's saying is that God can work through the weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why you take pleasure in weakness and salts and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Our faith is looking to Jesus to make us strong. His grace is sufficient. And one more verse, I won't put this up. It's part of a prayer. It says this, now to him who is able to do far beyond all we ask or imagine by the means of the power that works in us to him be the glory in the community of believers and in the Messiah Yeshua throughout all generations forever and ever. He can do more than all we ask or imagine. And so we would conclude in prayer. Our all-sufficient God, you are so good. Thank you for intervening to save us through your son, Messiah Yeshua. Thank you for taking our offerings of faith and multiplying. Take our not enough and use it for your kingdom and for your glory today. We know that uh, your grace is sufficient for us today. So cause us this day to live in your grace, to, to, to be lights, to be salt to give others the sense of the wonder of Messiah Yeshua in our world. In the name of Yeshua, our Savior, Messiah, we pray. Amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today. I want to get you into your day. And uh, so I wish to each of you, Happy Hanukkah, this fifth day of Hanukkah.